0: Let's get right into it, listener. A, a lot of times, what well, gives me the uh, accreditation, if you will, and the representation? Hello, I'm the host of Wild Podcast. My name is Darshan, and it's going down like this. Big Red helps me around the house. My dream car happens to be a 13 Tundra. What's yours? Anything else you got to say? Any words of maybe encouragement or words of hope. <laughs> good morning good afternoon and good night at whatever time you may view this particular podcast I am your host Arshon McElroy. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this particular podcast. If you want to find out some information about how I do my thing, by all means, go to com and check that out. You are listening to the wowpodcast.me platform, where typically we talk about best selling authors. And most of the time we do uh, revert back to talking about some of the trending topics. And today's trending topic is the closing thoughts on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard it has been a fantastic trial on the basis of all the evidence that's been presented. You can see through the lies. You can see through the truth. You can see through so many different things. Here are my closing thoughts, because I told you guys once before I did want to practice and being a lawyer. And since I really didn't pursue it, I did figure out another way to do business with lawyers. So I do business with lawyers uh, month in and month out, year after year. Um, But that's as close as I can get to being in the court system. So here's my closing thoughts on the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard, the defamation case that's going for roughly about $50 million. It was disputed that it was going for a hundred million, but I think he just wants her to pay out $50 million. But on top of that, his his defense team pretty much stated that they don't even really want the money. They just want his name to be cleared. So with that being said, I thought that was extremely interesting Uh, in the past six weeks of me watching this trial uh, roughly monday through friday and of course taking breaks when they took their breaks i was surprised to hear all of the evidence that came from amber Heard's side all of the evidence that they showed versus the video the audio recordings the pictures what was a big telltale sign for me as a as a negative was the simple fact that amber heard her accusations of him abusing her she had no proof uh no real proof on the notion of the bloody noses bloody feet um i did see the pictures of the bruised mark on her face the bruised uh, mark on her arm however it was just very interesting that she said that he beat her up for five years and out of five years The amount of pictures that they shown in six weeks did not add up to an abusive person, especially a person who has battled with substance abuse. He's had uh, alcohol and drug addiction. He's been treated to rehab. He's been doing on and off, off and on throughout the years of his life. And most of the time, what her team's evidence showed about him was that anytime he gets drunk or high, he actually gets sleepy. So, you know, watching this case was just very interesting, to say the least. Um, what I will say is this, because I'm I, I'm advocating for men, right? But at the same time, I'm also noticing that if you guys are sitting up here telling me that just because a man gets into an argument with the woman, that that's verbal abuse or that's a, an abusive relationship, an abusive marriage where people argue, they debate they say curse words at each other. They, you know, whatever, then I'm, I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. Check me out of the world. I I don't know because even people who I don't know, I have arguments with, but when it comes down to the relationship status of things, it just, it just baffles me to believe that the paint, the picture painted about him was that he was consistently abusive and if you if you watch the case just enough, even if you heard maybe about six or seven witness testimonies, you can clearly see that he was not the aggressor, that he was the one being abused. Now, granted, they show the text messages. You hear the audio. Of course, he's cursing. He's he said some things that were read in the text message that if someone who didn't understand the context would see it as inappropriate. However, when you really think about the dynamics of people's relationships and you hear and see the evidence from the opposite side, you start to then speculate, well, wait a minute, who's the real abuser? And it's very clear and it's extremely obvious that she likes to be abused. She likes to have fights. She likes to start fights. So. So my overall analysis, one, one second. My overall analysis about Amber Heard is she's a shit starter. She likes to start shit. And while she's doing that, she wants you to combat her. She wants you to come against her and bring it on. And one of the things, and I did this earlier on this trial, Within the first or second week of the trial, one of the things I did earlier was play an audio of Amber Heard talking about how admirable Johnny Depp is when he decides to walk away, step away, be quiet, hide himself. And how she acknowledged and admitted to starting fights with him, hitting him, um, trying to. Explain to him that I didn't slap you. I punched you or I didn't punch you. I slapped you and you're a man. You can take it if this is to show anything about Relationships in general and this is speaking from my own experience It doesn't make it right for anyone to hit on anyone one thing I'm noticing is Whether you two get into an argument or not. There's always that choice of not saying anything and most of the time, the person who doesn't say anything is the person that's always looked at as the weaker person. So throughout the years of Johnny Depp dealing with this particular defamation, he decided to finally speak up and become the bigger man, the bigger voice in the room, if you will, to finally say, you know what? It's embarrassing to what happened to me, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. I'm just going to put it all out there on the table. And if anybody can speak on my behalf, then by all means, let them come and do it. And once, once we got the chance to see an in-depth look into Johnny Depp's marriage with Amber Heard, we can clearly see, and I've been, okay, let me slow down. We can clearly see that she was the one abusing him. It's very obvious, verbally and physically. What I will say is this. This goes into my relationship experience of dealing with white women throughout my tenure of my life. They're not all, but most definitely quite a few. They do like to pick fights. I've been with the Amber Heard types, which would be the models, the actresses, the party girls, the ones who are slim, slender and uh, social butterflies and at some point when you have a relationship with them whether it be for a couple of weeks a couple of months maybe even on to a year or two you'll start to notice that they start to antagonize a lot of different things and they become persistent and they just become belligerent in their verbal and in their physical towards you so I totally understand where Johnny Depp is coming from as a man in general we understand how strong we are And a lot of times it really makes us like kind of giggle when someone of a smaller being attempts to verbally attack us and to physically attack us. And we go like, what are you doing? Like, What are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, like, come on, back up, step away. So, so watching this case is very interesting. Now we're going to get into when a lot of people talk about, oh, if you're just so unhappy, if you're unhappy with your marriage, if you're unhappy with your relationship, if you're just unhappy with this person, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just walk away? But clearly we can see that that's not so easy to do. It's really not. It's really not. Especially when you have people involved or if you have when I say people, I'm talking about family or especially when you have children involved. It's just not that easy to walk away. okay? But at some point you're going to need to because what you're going to what you're going to realize is you're going to find yourself spiraling down into something that's a little bit more physically abusive now. With this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, we get down to the point where, uh, fingers have been cut off or, or pieces of meat or chunks of, of his finger has been cut off blood everywhere, fecal matter in the bed, a constant and persistent verbal abuse, and also just physical altercations hitting auto, uh, hitting, excuse me, secretly hidden audio, secretly hitting video recordings, uh, purposely and maliciously uh sending off tips of saying hey look at what this person did to me and the big the big punch to the stomach was the op-ed article of her finally saying to herself enough is enough i'm going to come out i'm going to speak upon this because me me amber heard me too i am a victim of domestic dispute so when you get an opportunity to see that this high profile celebrity marriage has gone down the drain. They were together for, you know, over three, five plus years. And then you finally get a chance to go in depth, right? Hence the name Johnny Depp. You finally get a chance to go in depth in their relationship to find out all the evidence that came to surface. You start to then realize that Johnny Depp was more so a man who was trapped in a relationship that he couldn't get out of. But then, at some point, he finally made up his mind to say, "You know what? I just simply don't want to take this abuse because I saw what happened to my father," and that was something that stuck well with me throughout this trial. And a lot of people overlooked that. A lot of people missed the point. Missed the point that Johnny's death, his father was being physically abused by his mother when he was a child. And when he was about 14, going on 15 years old, his father just up and left the house and never returned. Johnny Depp knew where his father was, went to the job and say, hey, why did you leave me? His dad explained to him. And Johnny Depp then knew between the ages of 14 and 15 that this is not how I want to grow up to be like my dad. First and foremost, I don't want to leave my family but I don't want to be the type of man that has to walk away from an abusive woman. I want to try to figure out if I can work it out. So throughout this trial, I've noticed that Johnny Depp tried to work it out, but the more he tried to work it out, the angrier Amber Heard got, the more malicious she became. And I can't even say that her, what her motive was, her motive didn't seem like money. Her motive didn't seem like the glitz and the glamour. Her motive didn't seem like she wanted to be the top-notch actress. Her motive comes off as if she just simply wants to overtake a man who she's in a relationship with just to prove to herself that she can break him down. What's the foundation behind that? What's the reason behind that? I don't understand. And I've said this to you guys before on plenty of posts and plenty of videos, I don't understand why women try so hard to make a man weak. We've seen it throughout history how women have cut, have figured out a man's deepest secrets and figured out a way to once, he, once she cuts his hair he becomes weak and he becomes overtaken, overthrown. It's a great story of Solomon. Amber Heard's legal team did a minute job of representing her and providing an adequate amount of evidence on her behalf as far as her alleging sexual and physical domestic abuse Johnny Depp's team seemed like what they decided to do was hey we know what we're just going to expose your story we're going to talk about your innermost deepest embarrassments we're going to put it out there in front of people and we're going to show people that we tried our very best to just show them who you are excuse me, to show them who you are and what you were dealing with while you was married with her. And everyone who can watch this live broadcast of this trial and that has a little bit of common sense can tell that Amber Heard has always been the aggressor. She's always been the sort of person That does not take ownership for her lies. She will continue the lie until she gets her way. And it seems as if, and this could be extremely judgmental, but I'm speculating here. It seems as if that most women, if not all of you women, will try to do your very best to make people believe you because that there is no way that a woman can do anything wrong. And that's something that I'm taking away in my own personal life experience That's something I'm taking away from this trial that most women do not take the responsibility and accountability for their actions, whether they physically did something or verbally said something. And that's disturbing to me because that has been my shared experience throughout my 39 years of living on this planet there was a time and this is my first time talking about this. There was a time in my life. I was about nine years old. I went to go visit my auntie and there was this little Hispanic girl that stayed maybe a couple of doors down or maybe next door. And I would see her from time to time. Every time I would go over to my auntie's house to, to play. Now, As as a nine-year-old young boy, I'm not developing any type of, uh, you know, emotional connection or any any sort of crushes. But what I am developing is the fact that, hey, I can introduce myself and I can ask this young girl, does she want to play? So mind you, I'm nine years old. She's probably the same age as me. She may be a year younger, maybe a year older. And as we're playing, we're playing hide and seek. We're playing kickball. At some point. She decides to just kick me in my nuts. Now, I had never experienced that. And at that time, which is my 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 <laughs> my mom thought it was funny, but I was in karate class. So one of the first questions that my parents had asked me was, why didn't I block it? Well, it went from me talking with the girl to playing kickball, we playing hide and go seek to at some point while she's in front of me, she just ultimately decides to just kick me right in my nuts. And that's something that I wasn't expecting. I run in the house as fast as I can. Agonizing pain. Cannot take it. Never felt anything like that before. Run in the house. Tell my auntie. Tell my uncle-in-law. And I tell them, I say, the girl next door, she kicked me in my nuts. The first thing my auntie asked me was, she asked me why. I said, I don't know. Now, typically... If a, a young boy, a teenager, man, whatever, if anybody gets kicked, if a man gets kicked in the nuts, clearly he did something wrong. So I explained to my auntie, Hey, no, I was just playing with her. And then all of a sudden she just kicked me in the nuts. And then my auntie looked at my uncle and she goes, Oh, that's that girl's way of showing him that she likes me. And when I heard that I was confused. So my uncle, he went outside, he talked to the girl's parents And he asked the little girl, he say, why did you kick him in the nuts? She said, she don't know. And she was like, I didn't do it. So when the little girl said that, my uncle said, well, he's in there crying. Well, who kicked him in the nuts? Now, if you listen to the little girl's story, she said, she don't know. And she didn't do it. It was right in that order. From there. I take it that her parents didn't speak too much English, so it was never resolved. I had never got an apology. And needless to say, I had never played with that young girl again. When I came, when my uncle came back into the house, he looked at my auntie and he said to my auntie, he said, yeah, you're right. She she got a little crush on him because she just told me that she don't know why she did it and that she didn't do it. The point of that story is that young girl from an early age, whether she was between nine and 10, she did not take ownership on what she did to me from then as a young man growing up into a man. Now, I had always been scarred from being kicked in my nuts as a child because that sort of feeling of your testicles basically getting damaged does not, and will not ever feel good to any man at any age. So as I listen to this Johnny Depp case versus Amber Heard, one of the main things I think about is how this woman has purposely and intentionally, if you will kick Johnny Depp in the nuts and say that, you know what? I didn't do it. When we can clearly see that he's not the person that hit himself in the nuts, there is no way that this particular man would like to induce that amount of pain of damaging his reputation to himself. So for many of you who will get a chance to watch the case and maybe see the replay, one, one thing you have to always understand is no one is arguing with themselves. There's always a action to a reaction or vice versa. Now, again, I've always said this and I'm going to continue to say this. We have the ultimate choice to not respond to people. But most of the time when you don't respond to someone, it seems as though you're the weaker vessel. Throughout all of these years of Johnny Depp's career, out of all the women he's dated and married and had children by, none of those women have ever alleged, speculated or even accused Johnny Depp of being remotely abusive, whatsoever. So, my question to you is well, why Amber Heard? Why her? Now, granted, there is something there. Johnny Depp did say some things to her, but did he beat her? I don't believe so. She did not present enough evidence to physically show that Johnny Depp beat her the way she claimed in her op-ed. A woman who finally decides to stand up for herself to say, me too, me, Amber Heard, I am a victim of domestic abuse. I did not witness that in the evidence and it did not show that throughout the trial. So I'm going to leave you with this. Is Johnny Depp a man or a coward for finally coming out and saying that this is what I dealt with? That's the question I'm going to leave you. My remarks will be this. Us as men, no matter what color and the creed that we believe in, us as men, it seems as though we have to hide a certain aspect of ourselves just to prove to women that we're not these monsters that you guys believe us to be. We can't ultimately fully sexually express ourselves. We have to look at you out in public and not say a thing. And then if we do admire or feel attracted to someone, we better not approach because you may not be attracted to us. So being a man growing up in this world is very difficult, no matter what your color is, no matter what your age is. As I mentioned to you earlier, when I was nine years old, I got kicked in the nuts for no apparent reason, all because a girl liked me, but didn't acknowledge that she liked me, nor did she take the responsibility and ownership that she did it. So as a man growing up, you have to often put yourself in our shoes just a little bit by saying, well, how does this man approach me if he's attracted to me? we have to come up with some type of sneaky sly playerish type of way to get your attention and then when everything falls through the cracks you go back to that very first moment of when you met us and you say to yourself oh you was never real with me from the get go so as i watched this trial i start thinking how does a man show the world who he truly is without being aggressive How does a man walk in this world without being presented as the monster? My name is Darshan McAway. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to wowpodcast.me. This is the podcast where we typically talk about best-selling authors and the material that they're coming out with. Also, we deal with some of the trending topics. This is a topic of the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. These are my closing thoughts. I hope you guys truly enjoyed this particular live stream. We will catch you guys on the next go around. We want to thank our stream sponsor, which is Table8NFT.com and also balance feel free to send a cash app donation to cash app dollar sign one plan until next time ladies and gentlemen we'll catch you on the flip side peace